0: Welcome back to the 912 Student Ministry Podcast. We have a very special guest that is no guest at all. He's actually the dude that started 912 and Fusion back in the day. We have Mr. Keith Trollinger on the podcast. Keith, say what's
1: up. What's up, guys? Hope you guys are doing good.
0: Keith, we are so excited to have you. You have been requested. You were the student pastor for how many years at Southern Hills?
1: Six years.
0: Six years. Goodness. So uh, many of you guys don't know, but Keith is a unicorn because in student ministry, for somebody to be a youth pastor for that long says a lot about you, Keith. And so I don't know. That's a a compliment. I don't know if being (laughs) called a unicorn is a good thing. But I asked Keith to jump on the podcast because if you're listening to this on the day that it came out, it is actually Christmas Eve. And we are doing this on purpose as we just finished up our Christmas series in 912 called Just Christmas. And we really talked about two things mostly. The first thing is that Jesus's birth was thousands of years in the making and that his birth, we don't celebrate the birth because Jesus was a cool baby. We celebrate it because of who Jesus became and what he did on the cross. And we talked about how the birth of Jesus represents the birth of light into the world and we are to live as if Jesus is living inside of us every single day and so the birth was kind of the start of the change of history and so we wanted to ask Keith is because one Keith is the teaching pastor and young adults pastor at Southern Hills so uh, he knows a lot and we wanted to bring him on because Keith how many trips have you actually made so do you want to, do you call it the Holy Land or what do you call it?
1: I just call it Israel Israel yeah, okay. just Israel
0: so Keith has been to Israel probably how many times?
1: I've uh, been there twice. Twice, yep. okay. And coming up on a third one this year. A third
0: one. When do you? So you guys go in June, right? Or yes, June? in June. Yeah. Okay. Super excited for that. But Definitely. So you have literally walked where Jesus walks. Yes. And we wanted to bring you on the podcast because a lot of times we call the Christmas story that it's just a Christmas story and it's cute and we have a baby in a manger and people put you know lights and the nativity scene everywhere, but. You've been there, like you've walked where Jesus has walked. I'm pretty sure you've seen, have you seen, been to Bethlehem before mm-hmm. and seen all that? So I want you to just just tell us, like tell us how the Christmas story, how it's real, if that makes sense.
1: Yes. Well, uh, first of all, um, let me just say, Trey, thank you that you have, I've heard great things about you often and about what you're doing in our student ministry and um, just the amount of student leaders that have stepped up and are leading and how you have provided a platform for them to lead. And um, for them to grow in their ministry and their giftedness. And so you have, you, especially through COVID, um, Trey, I'll, I'll let you know that I've thought about this often that you have led incredibly well through COVID and trying to keep students to be a part of the ministry. And if you're listening to this and you haven't been to 912 in a hot minute, you need to get your butt back in the new year and start out 2021. <laughs> Um, being committed to the ministry uh, because it's all about you leading and serving and discipling and leading people in your school. So shout out and a plug to Trey there for doing an incredible job of keeping that ministry going and even growing, even though it feels like it's not growing sometimes, but it is growing. And so that's awesome. Israel is an incredible experience. Um, I'll, I'll say this, you know, you say Holy Land and it is called the Holy Land. And what's interesting about that is that um, the guy that I go with, he's a mentor of mine. His name is Mark Croslin, And he will actually tell you that it's not the Holy Land because the one who is holy is no longer there, that this is merely a place and that there are incredible things that happened there, but you are just as holy as I am holy. Those of us who are in Christ Jesus. And so, um, I kind of adapted that I don't know if you would call that theology, but I've adapted sort of that mentality going to Israel that the the thing that made Israel special was the father and was Jesus Christ and obviously the spirit now that lives inside of us. And so um, it's an incredible experience. And it is, you know, I think a lot of people would when they when they picture Israel, they think of this desert, arid place. And in some aspects, that's true in some parts of Israel. But Israel is an incredibly luscious green. A lot of water. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's very mountainous, and it is an inc- you, when you read and you study even in the Old Testament, because most most of the time in the Old Testament you hear more about the land and the richness of the land. Um, through the O.T. prophets and through the kings and the judges and and even in Genesis. And you really get a sense of what that looks like when you're actually there on the ground. So it's it's an absolutely beautiful place Um, and would highly encourage anybody to go.
0: So when you've been to Israel and you've seen Bethlehem, you've seen the Dead Sea, I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of you like floating in the Dead Sea. (laughs) Yeah. So that's so cool. But so you've, what do you, because to me, I feel like, we read the Bible and we read these stories and we hear it, but when you step foot into the story and you see, like, this is where Jesus was born, can you talk about that connection between head and heart? Because I feel like we read about it, but when it really becomes real, it, it, it does something for us spiritually. So you can you talk about, like, that moment? Or maybe you didn't have that moment. Maybe you're just like, okay, cool. Oh, this no. was it. But I no, can imagine. I
1: definitely had that moment. I, I would say. You, you know, Trey, when you go, um, you will never, ever look at Scripture the same, and you will never look at geography the same. You will never look at the way that Jesus uses a lot of analogies. The Good Samaritan alone, I mean, it, when you are on that road, the parable that Jesus is talking about, the Good Samaritan, and you are literally on that road, it changes everything. And um, the way, the perspective about how you look at it, the the temperature, the the feeling, I mean, everything it brings, it to what may not have color and like 3d it creates color in 3d to every story that Jesus gives. Even, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it really, it, it, it just drastically changes the way that you look and read scripture. Um, I don't know, you know, we're talking about Christmas and obviously we started our series this year a little bit differently. And um, one of the, one of the things that, is most intriguing to me or or has been most impactful to me about Israel. There's a couple of places and, in um, John 21, uh, there at the sea of Galilee is an incredible experience, but, um, and, and there's some things that have happened there, but probably one of the most impactful things in line with what, what we're talking about in our Christmas series this year is, um, what they call the Via Della Rosa. And it's, it's typically where Jesus walked there in his last moments, um, on earth before he ascended it, before he was crucified on the cross, ascended into heaven and, and, um, and then came back before he returned again. And, uh, there's a, there's a, a place that we go and visit. And, um, you know, I said this in, in the, the message that I gave a couple of weeks ago that archaeologists can't confirm and neither guarantee that, um, this is the actual location where Jesus was scourged. But I remember the first time visiting um, this place, and it's literally underneath the streets of Jerusalem. And so, but it was in first-century church. It was cobble. Kabo- it was. It's a cobblestone pathway, and um, which leads literally to the cross, uh, Golgotha, where where they believed one of the locations. They believe there's two locations. Obviously, I'm biased to this location, but it literally leads to Golgotha. and. You can still see the rivets in the cobblestone where the chariots would cross through. It's it's really incredible. Oh, that's cool. But the first time that we that we went there, um, there was you know, and, and I tell some of my guys this that there was an anxious feeling inside of me, and I I didn't quite understand it, but um, I remember being. Sort of compacted in this area, and all of us. And Mark is talking through the theology of it, and he's talking through the scene of the crucifixion and the scourging, uh, because there's a hole on the side of this cobble street, and where they where they believed would have scourged Jesus, basically the Cadenal non non tells where they would have whipped him and basically ripped the flesh off of his body. Um, there's a hole there, and in that hole would have been a post where, which is where they would have tied Jesus. And I, you know, I'm not trying to be graphic or anything, but I can imagine that, you know, in in or in and around that cobblestone, very well could still be the DNA, the blood of Jesus. That that may be stretching it a little bit, but I will say the first time that I went there, it was a very. Um, like, I didn't want to... It was a very frustrating feeling and where I was very tense and anxious and I really just wanted to get out of there. Um, and, and I, you know, not uh, making that up. That was an incredibly intense feeling for me. Um, almost an anger. And I'm not, you know, trying to say that, you know, anything like crazy spiritual was happening in that moment. But the second time that I went and visited that that exact same scene, um, I'm telling you, man, there was an... The best word that I can describe it is that there was an intimacy that I felt connected. Not that I am, not that I'm trying to say that I was connecting with, with the actual thing that took place there—the crucifix or the the scourging and the mockery and the blood and the pain and the suffering. That's not what I was connecting with. But there was an intimacy that I was connecting with just that entire scene of where. You know Luke and John and Matthew talk vividly about what happened in that general area, and I just had this overwhelming intimacy when I was standing there. Of good night, you know, I get chills just thinking about it. That he, I'm standing in what could be the very proximity of where Jesus was was literally just beaten and blood pouring everywhere, and um, it was it was really an incredible moment for me.
0: I could, I could I feel like I can't imagine like the flood of emotions that you mm-hmm. would feel. You said the anger and just all mm-hmm. of that and putting yourself in that spot. And I think you started the series. He's referencing the series on, at Southern Hills that we started a few weeks ago. So you started it and talked about Jesus as Savior. And then this past Sunday, uh, Shannon talked about how Jesus as man. And so to put... Like yeah, everyone everyone always paints like this big picture of Jesus, like Jesus is Savior. I mean, which he is, but it's like we forget the humanity and the pain mm-hmm. that Jesus actually experienced in that moment. So I couldn't imagine the, the rush of like, there's this little baby that turned into a man, and you were in that spot where that man, where it was just like you and I, so was beaten, and so that's just got to be got to be an incredible feeling. We were actually supposed to go to Israel uh, about a month ago in November, but COVID went ahead and canceled uh, that trip, so. Thanks, COVID, for that. (laughs) But um, one last thing is that a lot of times the the number one pushback that we get when students read the Bible, like when they read the story or they read Luke or Matthew, Mark, or just any part of the Bible, they they read terms they're not familiar with. Mm -hmm. So they read about Golgotha or the place of the skull or the cat of nine tails. And there's a lot of things that don't make sense because it's not, it wasn't written in our time. Mm-hmm. And so it was like me writing a letter to you now, it would make sense. But somebody that read it a thousand years ago would have no no idea what an iPhone is. So to a student that maybe picks up their Bible and reads the story of Jesus, and maybe even the birth story where it's like the whole shepherd in the manger, like what does all that mean? And somebody who's been to that part of the world and can see it visually, can see it 3D, what encouragement slash tools or resources would you give to a student that's like, I struggle to read this because it doesn't make sense, and I can't see that in my mind. And you can see it; it changes how you read scripture. So, what encouragement or application would you give a student if that makes sense? Mm-hmm.
1: So, you're basically you're asking what resources to couple with your your Bible study. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, man, uh, which is something that I'm incredibly passionate about, um, is reading the Word. I would say, first of all, man, I would encourage you guys to be in the Word daily and um, and and really to allow God to uh, create a love for His law and His Word and to ask God, Lord, create in me a hunger and a thirst for righteousness and a hunger and thirst for Your Word. And um, so that, that would be the first thing because it's hard. It's hard to get up and it's hard to... If you're not doing it, it's hard to even spend five minutes, but that five minutes will grow to where um, you'll start actually getting up earlier than what you intended because you want more time in the Word. And one thing that I encourage a lot of students to do, there's a couple of great resources, but one is a commentary. And um, if you have a commentary or you can actually download, or, or um, Logos, L-O-G-O-S, it's an app that you can download on uh, – there's a free version of Logos that you can download it on your app store and um, it provides really incredible resources for you to do your bible study with um and so i would encourage you to download logos there's a commentary section on there that you can just learn how to read the commentary with the text so it's the basic that i the basic way i describe a commentary is if i'm looking at a billboard okay on the highway and i'm driving past that billboard i see the entire billboard But if there is red lettering on the billboard and I literally put my nose up to the red lettering of the billboard, all I see is the red. I don't know what that red is connected to, but I just see the red. And what a commentary does is that it allows you to see the entire billboard. And so whereas... And then actually what it does is that reverses. It actually takes you deeper into that red letter and allows you to understand why is that red letter there and what does that red letter mean and why is it painted the way that it's painted and then application comes out of that. And so mm-hmm. I would encourage you to use a commentary to read. Um, with and then Vine's expository dictionary is a great dictionary to understand biblical words that you may be like what is what is Golgotha and what does repentance mean and sanctification what does that even mean and Vine's dictionary is a great tool for you to use you can also download that app as well too but Vine's and Logos are great are great tools to use there's many others and and we can talk about that later but those are two really great resources
0: Dude, you need to become like a sponsor for that that was great <laughs> Instagram influencer yeah. Logos. Um, other than that Keith I just want to say thank you I do have one last question for you so we recently just did Voskers and I asked the staff to send in two truths and a lie and Keith sent in uh, a truth that he actually took a rock from the childhood home (laughs) of Jesus so I think Jesus is probably cool with it but tell us that story that you have a rock from Jesus' house
1: so it's it's cool it's in Nazareth (laughs) it's cool it's not a crime. yeah and there's a there's a little nun that actually takes you through his house, and so because um, it's built um, over a Catholic church, or a Catholic church is built over his his childhood home, and so um, so there's a little nun that kind of walks you through it. And I was waiting for the opportunity for her to look away, and for she was talking and she was actually looking in the direction of where where Jesus lived, the the actual home. And um, I was waiting for her, and so all the people that I was with, their backs were to me, except my mom and my dad, because they were with me on this trip. And I was waiting for her to look away so that I could jump down into the floor of his house, grab a rock, and then jump over the the barrier that was between me and the house. And it was perfect. She did it, man. She it was, dude. It was providential, man. The Lord was with me. <laughs> does, and so guys, it wasn't like you just walked by. Like, oh no, no, this was this. very much methodical. <laughs> and Jesus gave me the moment He opened up the door. Yeah. And I went through it. I jumped into his uh, his living room there. I grabbed a rock and jumped back over. It. Nobody ever saw a thing. Put the rocks in, and now they're displayed beautifully in my house. I love that. It's so, like, yes, I was, I was
0: thinking maybe you just kind of walked by and grabbed them, but that makes it even. Oh no, it was, it was the effort. Yeah, it was like, risk
1: and danger. Absolutely. Like going like
0: double oh seven rolling. That's them, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, well, Keith, we appreciate you, and we will def- we definitely we already have you on the lineup for some sermons in twenty twenty one in. 9 12 but we'll definitely have you back on the podcast so uh thank you so much and any last words to the podcast
1: no man just uh thank you guys you guys continue to sell out on wednesday nights and just continue to lead your friends in school and in discipleship and get into the word um and just continue to encourage trey as he leads you guys
0: thank you guys and if you guys are listening to this the day of uh we hope you guys have a merry christmas tomorrow and a happy new year take care guys